One of the best things about the last couple of weeks on the Laugh Track is that our guests, all involved with the upcoming New Zealand Fringe Festival in Wellington, have picked other fringe performers, including today's guest, as it happens. It means that we can actually put the Laugh Track up on the web for a change, and it reminds us that the comedy pool in Aotearoa isn't just the usual TV suspects. Today's guest is a new but wildly enthusiastic Kiwi, despite his undeniable Scottish brogue. Will Ryan McGee need subtitles? Let's find out. Ryan, welcome to the Laugh Track. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I will do my best. Uh, I've had constant reminders to slow down, so I will do my best to, to keep it as understandable as possible. <laughs> That's right. I need to keep slowing down too, so we'll keep each other honest. Look, you're originally okay, from great. Glasgow. How did you come That's to right, watch yeah. up here? So I, I actually I grew up in Glasgow and then uh, I moved across to Australia when I, I got married and uh, I spent 10 mainly happy years in Australia. And then I when I went through my divorce, thought I just want to do something different, something new, and start a new chapter. So I had my Australian permanent residency, which is you know very fortunate means you can live here. So I packed the dog and I up and a couple of suitcases and just started completely from scratch with no job, nowhere to live, didn't know what I was going to do, and I thought I'll just figure it out. And uh, two years later, here I am, and I'm incredibly happy and feel very blessed to be in New Zealand. Very blessed. Were you a comedian when you landed here? No, I actually started comedy uh, just 18 months ago. And uh, when I got to Wellington, I thought, well, how do I meet people? You know, I'd, I'd need to take up a hobby. And friends had been saying to me for a while, why don't you try comedy? And I thought, yeah, I can give this a go. So I did uh, the New Zealand Comedy School, which is based in Wellington, and uh, did a, a class for a few weeks. And then you have your gig that you do as a your kind of graduation show. And I was very fortunate the MC was one of the people that we'll actually talk about today, Jerome Chandrahassan. And Jerome gave me my, my first gig straight off the bat from that gig. And, and it's just gone from strength to strength from there. It's been an awesome 18 months. I keep pinching myself, to be honest. You've yeah. really had, when you look at this, uh, Ryan, you've had a stratospheric you know, rise to fame. Yeah. You know, there are comedians yeah. who spend years getting to the point where you have. So you've been on mm. tour. You've written a comedy yep. show. You won Best Newcomer yeah. at the New Zealand Comedy Guild Awards. So that's a fantastic yep. pat on the back. I just feel so, so thrilled grateful especially during the current times with you know with uh, operating under covid and how how much the arts is struggling what i just found though is that i've really found it sounds so cheesy but i just have found my passion and i I feel like this is what i'm here to do and i just absolutely love doing it there's just no it's such a privilege there's nothing like it being on stage and making people laugh it's just the the best possible experience you can have i think what's your style i mean we think of say you know your your compatriot billy conley for example who's a storyteller and the stories can go all over the place and then link back or there's one-liners or this can be quite abstract what's your style i'll never be on a par with with billy because he's he's the reason i do comedy and he's my comedy idol but uh, I would like to think I've got a similar kind of style because I think it's a Glasgow thing. I think we're really good storytellers. And I think the accent, Kiwis often rib me about it, that the accent makes you funnier. And I, I think it does in a way, because when you're telling stories and you, you know, are engaging with people, I think people just kind of lean in and find it quite different and quite amusing. So uh, I like to tell observational humour, but it's normally observational humour about my own life and things that have happened to me. And I like to share and just kind of open up on stage um, there's the odd one-liner, but I'm more of a storyteller, I'd say. Um, we're going to get to your first pick for us. And this is sure. the, um, I, th- I guess we could call Ray O'Leary diffident. We're trying to think of adjectives. Why Ray for yep. your first pick? Sure. So, uh, yeah, so Ray, um, 
someone that I've had the, the privilege of being on a lineup with a couple of times in Auckland, and I just find his style. I love that deadpan humor. You know, he just his pace and timing I just find fantastic, and uh, I just think it's just such clever comedy. The writing is just very, very, very clever. Well, here Ray plunges into the world of vitamins. Uh, uh, but this post, you know, it's completely changed my life. You know, like Barocca is how I maintain uh, this level of energy. <laughs> and, and these health supplements, you know, they have such amazing before and after pictures. And, you know, this one was no different. You know, the after picture, you know, the person, they had lost weight, they had better posture, their teeth were straightened, they were a different race. Is it? Just. Um, I once dropped a barocca in an up and go. And I didn't sleep for three days. I didn't even drink it, just looking at it. Just being in a five kilometre radius. Apparently, Barocca has the vitamin C of seven oranges. Phew. Because I can't tell you how many times I've sat down to a plate of seven oranges and thought there has got to be a better way. I had to do the halftime snack for my brother's little brother's soccer game. Uh, and they were not impressed <laughs> with my meal of one Barocca cut into 14 pieces. Classic deadpan delivery there from Ray O'Leary. In, in your shows, Ryan, is there a lot of material where you, I don't know, compare and contrast your two homes, Scotland and New Zealand? Yes. Um, it's one of the things, actually, in, in my, sh- my first solo show that I've written is I find that there's Kiwiisms, you know, things that you notice when you move here and you think, well, that's a bit different, you know, and then there's things when you um, move away from Scotland and you think, God, we just have, you know, whether it's sayings or things that we do, just, um, you know, kind of cultural practices, there's just things that just suddenly come to you. And so I love doing that comparison, that compare and contrast of actually we've got some similarities, but we've got some big cultural differences as well. It's one of my favourite things to do. Can I ask you about the gay culture? I mean, you're not only proudly Scottish, you describe yep. yourself as fabulously gay, which I love. Yep. But are there differences <laughs> in, in attitudes and even within the comedy scene between the two countries, or are we quite aligned? I'm very pleased to say that, you know, and this is something that I'm, I I always try and bring up a, you gently in comedy because, you know, you want to stay funny rather than too serious. But I find between the, the two countries, you know, when I left Scotland, it wasn't the most liberal of places. I'm pleased to say that, you know, I've been back there several times since, it, you know, it's come a very long way. I find New Zealand is incredibly liberal and accepting. And, uh, you know, I've never had anything but positive experiences on uh, on the scene here in comedy. Um, and I love the fact that I can talk so openly on stage. And often, actually, I've had audiences, audience members come up to me at the end of gigs and say, that was brilliant. Like, you know, thank you for that insight and for being so open because you kind of, you catch the crowd and think they're with me on this, you know, they're, they're on the journey. And so, uh, yeah, it's been a very positive experience here, which I'm, I'm delighted to say. And a lot of what you talk about, Ron, I understand is, is universal. It's that search for love. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, the love life Lynn has been uh, it's been quite a journey. <laughs> so once uh, once I got divorced, I I did I've done all manner of things to try and find someone. Whether it's been online dating, I've had a matchmaker try and set me up with people, uh, and I've recently uh, was on a reality dating show, which will air in uh, air in May. So I've tried everything. <laughs> well, counting down till May, I'll be absolutely watching that. Your next pick for yeah. us is Eli Matheson, a very millennial, I guess we could say about Eli. What do you enjoy yes. about Eli's comedy? I just think Eli, he's just uh, an apologetic, and I love that uh, his observations and. Uh, just the way that he talks about topics, I just find really refreshing. Um, and I just think he's got a great energy about him. I just think it's infectious when he's on stage. It's been a wild year, isn't it? So much has happened. I think um, most significantly, I turned 30. Uh, thank you. And I've decided to be a big, brave boy and kind of tell people that happened. Uh, I've decided to kind of come out as 30. Uh, <laughs> Which has been a real process, you know, some people have been amazing, like my friends have been so supportive, like you all seem very supportive, but my parents actually were not as supportive. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about, but my mum tried to kick me out of the house. Uh, <laughs> just because I identify as 30, you know. I, and I tried to tell her, I was like, mum, I was born this way, and she said, you weren't. Uh, <laughs> I, have been thinking, I keep thinking about what 21-year-old me would think of where 30-year-old me is at, and I, I think the main thing he'd be disappointed in is the lack of hard drugs I've been doing. Uh, specifically, like, the ratio of Class A drugs I've done compared to board games I've played. Because uh, I've done a bit of count recently. I've done a bit of a count recently. In the last five years, I've taken MDMA three times in total, right? But every Sunday, I'll get together with my mates, we'll play Settlers of Catan, and we'll finish by nine because we're too sleepy, you know? The hardest drug at my parties is brie cheese, because <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. Uh, <laughs> I don't MDMA three times in five years, right? Here's the thing, every single time that I've taken that drug, I only did it because I felt sorry for the guy that was handing it out. <laughs> I don't know if you know someone like this, right? But I've got this one friend who will bring MDMA to every party. I, I don't want him to get arrested, so we'll call him Bonathan. Uh, <laughs> Bonathan walks in, doesn't matter what we're celebrating, he's like, who wants a line? <laughs> Everyone's like, not me. <laughs> it's 3 p.m. on Sunday. <laughs> this is Maria's baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> Eli Matthewson. Great. <laughs> As a relatively recent member, I guess you could say, of the New Zealand comedy scene, Ryan, what, what's it like? Yeah. I mean, is there, is there a pecking order or are you instantly embraced and welcomed into the bosom mm. of the industry? Do you know, I, I genuinely can say this. I, I find the, first of all, in Wellington, it's become, you know, my social life and my uh, my hobby, my passion, and, and hopefully one day will we'll be more than that. I, I mean, for me, um, everyone has been so welcoming there um, and open to, you know, working with you and being, you know, providing help and feedback whenever you whenever you ask for it uh, and just made you feel part of the crowd. And then whenever, whenever I've done trips around the country or I've gone to the, you know, the, the kind of Holy Grail, which is Auckland, and when you go to the classic, you know, the home of comedy and there's names in there that I see on TV. And I think just the fact that I'm sat in the green room with those people and they're so friendly and there's no kind of the big I am or attitudes it is one of the most refreshing experiences because you just have people who are so friendly and so down to earth and are you know happy to come and have a chat with you so I have to say it's been really great I've, I've had such a positive experience. Your timing of getting into comedy in New Zealand is actually 
perfect, I would say, because there there are lots more options for our comedians now. We've got you know, the mm. TV panels, not as many as England because they really love them, but sitcoms yep. and movies and web series <laughs> and podcasts, yeah. you know, all these different opportunities for you. Are you attracted to any of those or at your heart, are you happiest uh, with a microphone in your hand in front of a live audience? So far, because I've, I've, you know, I haven't, apart from the, the dating show, I haven't done any TV, so I, I don't yet to see really. But, uh, you know, I, the dream, to be honest, would be to do that kind of uh, panel show or to do something like, uh, you know, Billy Conley did, a, you know, I don't know if you ever saw it years ago, the World Tour of New Zealand and did like the World Tour of Scotland. And to be able to, I love history, so to travel around and see places and do gigs regionally, because I love regional comedy because they're just the audiences that have come along for a great time and they're so appreciative of you coming to that area. Um, I've had some of my best gigs out in regional areas and I'd love to do something where I could travel around doing gigs, but also do something to TV. But those opportunities are quite rare. Um, I mean, if something, if I was fortunate enough to ever do something like a panel show or, or some kind of sketch show, I would be, you know, over the moon, but uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, it's, it's early days, but you know, I can't complain. As you said earlier, I've, I've just had such an incredible ride so far. Who knows what the future holds. I, I think we're yet to really kind of find our feet with the good old panel shows, but one day we'll come up with an original concept and it'll fly. Um, your next pick is one of our best pure gag writers in Nick Rado. He's been on the laugh track too. Um, and he's a yep. fantastic joke writer, like just good old fashioned jokes. Yep. Yes. You know, very clever with his writing, great with uh, the old kind of giving you, uh, you're thinking you're going one way and then he deflects to another. Very good, very clever and a great MC if you ever see him at gig. He can just has the crowd he's seeing at the plan of his hand. So someone that I really look up to in terms of that skill too. Well, we, we love the clip that you've chosen for us. Very old school jokes about the wife, uh, both a 2022 yep. twist. <laughs> Uh, hello, uh, my name is Nick. Um, I'm married. I've um, got a, also got a two-year-old boy who's teething at home at the moment. Uh, so it's pretty good to be here. <laughs> I do have some good news, though, for you. Uh, about five days ago, my wife rang me, and uh, I actually haven't even told my family this, so this is exciting. Um, after many months of trying, uh, we have a new addition, and we've finally found the couch that fits the theme of our house. <laughs> yeah, we are over the moon. Uh, well, I haven't seen it yet. But, um, but when I do, it's really going to fit that Scandinavian theme that we both decided on. Because <laughs> when you find a couch like ours, Money is no object, <laughs> apparently. Because um, we've got a Pinterest house, guys. We've got a Pinterest house. Uh, uh, it's like a vision board on the internet. And uh, we've got like a couple's Pinterest account. Uh, well, I don't have access to the account. But um, <laughs> I can send her an email like, what about this? And she's like, no. We've got a great house, guys. You should totally come round. Um, we have got uh, this occasional uh, wicker chair with uh, a Parisian town cushion. It's what I've always dreamed of uh, as a bloke. Um, a lot of you are thinking, wicker chair, that's going to cut into the back of your legs. But I, I don't know. I'm not allowed to sit in it. Um, <laughs> I got in trouble the other day, guys. Probably put, probably put jam in the jam jars. Oh. <sighs> uh, 
Rookie mistake. We drink out of them now. With a stripey straw, apparently. So, you know, I'm learning. That's all I'm doing. That's all I can do. Uh, learning to get scented candles into my life. Um, how good is sandalwood? Macrado there. And our guest today on the Laugh Track, Ryan McGee. Uh, Ryan, do you ever run into, I don't know, lost in translation issues with your accent? Yes, a lot. <laughs> so I've had uh, the experience I was telling someone about the other day, actually, of ringing your New Zealand to change a ticket. And when you're Glaswegian, you get taught the phonetic alphabet or you learn it very quickly because you're used to the, the lost in translation and even using the phonetic alphabet of, you know, my booking references, you know, Bravo, Delta, Foxtrot. I still, we still couldn't understand each other. So I, it, just, it happens a lot. But I, it's one of those things that I just find funny and it does provide for good comedy material sometimes. Uh, especially sometimes we're having a conversation and do you think this is meaning something completely different here than what I think it does? So, uh, yeah, it can provide us some good comedy moments. You know, if you have, you know, Alexa or Siri or they just don't, they don't work on Scottish people. It's just, there's, there's no point. It's such a frustrating exercise that you just don't bother. <laughs> Your last pick for us, well, we're going back to where we started, really, uh, the fabulous Jerome Chandra Hassan. Uh, and yes. we, we've had him on the programme several times, a comedian and also mentor and producer, all those things so which clip have you chosen for us of Jerome's work so Jerome uh does his you know what he does best just the what I find is when he does Kiwi accents and attitudes and the whole you know calm down attitude as well as uh, status updates and uh, the sites around Wellington so it's a real smorgasbord of, of observations well Ryan McGee thank you so much for talking to us this afternoon it's been lovely to catch up it's been lovely thank you so much And Ryan, the Scottish Kiwi, is playing at Wellington's Cavern Club uh, as part of the Fringe Festival on February the 28th. And here is proud Wellingtonian, Jerome Chandra-Hassan. It's been a long week. Uh, Okay, I had an okay summer last summer. It wasn't the best one. Uh, Our neighbours went away. They asked me to look after their chickens that they had in the backyard. And I learnt last summer there's a very fine line between free-range and lost. So this one summer is kind of hard. The thing which asked me about summer is the, the Facebook summertime updates I seem to get in my Facebook feed. And they're always terribly punctuated. And I hate bad punctuation. It's always things like, went to the beach today, dot dot dot, caught up with Sarah and the girls, dot dot dot, had an ice cream, dot dot dot, hashtag I love summer. That's not how you punctuate that sentence. <laughs> how you punctuate that sentence is went to the beach today, full stop, capital letter. <laughs> Put up with Sarah and the girls, full stop, capital letter. Had an ice cream, full stop, hashtag I love summer, select text, delete, no one's interested in your trip. <laughs> is uh, watching American tourists get off at the top of the cable car (laughs) when they realise that's it. (laughs) There's always that that hope and hope in their eyes. Uh, Is is there another one to the top? Oh, no. (laughs) What are we supposed to do now? 
You can walk back down. <laughs> That's about as far as we've thought this through. Jerome Tandra Hassan, the final pick of today's Laugh Track guest, Ryan McGee. Ryan's other picks were Ray O'Leary, Eli Matheson and Nick Garrado.